It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Welcome, welcome into the show. Do me a favor, hit the like button, share the stream if you are new here. Of course, remember that we are live every single night, and we have a Dak Prescott heavy show in front of us on this Tuesday night. Many of us by now will know it, but Dak Prescott has been misquoted at a national scale. Social media posts have gone out about it. NFL.com had an article about it that I believe if you still look it up, it will still be there unedited. And it's got a Dak Prescott misquote in it. And not just any misquote, one that has caused a lot of controversy in social media. So tonight we'll dive into what Dak Prescott was really trying to say, why it matters, why it is a fair comment to have made uh, to the press. And then we'll get into the actual over under for Dak Prescott's interceptions and why they are basically giving us free money. So yes, we are doing it. We're kind of having a betting the Cowboys segment on tonight's show, even though we're still weeks removed from the regular season. We are making a bet on tonight's show. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome into the show. Again, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Uh, let me say hi, though, really quickly in the chat before we get into the quotes. We've got Katharina on Facebook. Shout out to you. Mark Aaron, Toxic, Lance Bell. Toxic says, Mo is dressed like he is at Wimbledon. I mean, Carlos... Alcaraz is in all of our minds because that was a fantastic performance over the weekend. And yet another reminder for me that I need to watch more tennis. I love watching tennis when I actually do it, but I, I don't I don't have this habit of keeping up with it and knowing what the matches are. My tennis habits, and many of you will likely relate to this, is waking up on Sunday morning, opening up Twitter, and remembering that that's going on. So remembering that I actually need to tune in and watch the final match of Wimbledon, right? The final game. So that's my tennis experience overall. That's why we're probably wearing white. Uh, but shout out to everyone here on the show. Shout out to Regina, Philip, Mark, Aaron. Thank you. Let's get into the misquote here really quickly because this is just a laughable level of Dak Prescott hate. For those of you who missed it, let's get right into it here on the show. First and foremost, let's start from the end. And this is Nick Edman's tweet clearing things up last night when he tweeted out, I'm seeing a lot of headlines about Dak's bold claim about 10 interceptions. For those of you who missed it, that claim was allegedly that Dak Prescott has said that he wouldn't have 
10 interceptions in 2023. We'll get into why that was a vault claim to make uh, later on the show when we get to the over-under portion of the show. But that wasn't what he said in reality. Instead, Nick Edman clarified that he was talking about being on the same page with his wide receivers so they won't have tipped interceptions. Tipped was a word, not 10. Obviously, not as cool of a story. That's what Nick Edman tweeted out. And yes, that's exactly what happened. Dak Prescott was talking about tipped interceptions, especially talking about the teammate tips of the ball, you know, drops that resulted in interceptions, kind of like what happened in Jacksonville to end the game in overtime, kind of like what happened in other instances of the season as well. And they swapped out tipped with 10. So it started, in my opinion, just like looking at the articles and everything that happened. It started with this quote from Todd Arker from ESPN, who tweeted out, they know where the hell to be. This was Dak Prescott talking about Mike McCarthy's impact on the passing game. According to Todd, Dak said, they know where the hell to be, why to be, which I love that part, by the way, and when they're getting looked at. That's going to be a big jump, I think. We won't have those tipped interceptions this year. And I think that where the chaos began was with the fourth worth star telegram because that's the article that nfl.com was quoting and in that article in the fourth word star telegrams article and i'm not saying that this was done intentionally i think it was an honest mistake but there it's where it said i won't have 10 interceptions this year and that's the quote that nfl.com took because there wasn't a clip from Dak. Otherwise, you would have already seen it, I think. Or at least I don't think that there was a clip. But anyways, uh, that's where it all started. And you got a Blisher Report graphic with the Dak Prescott quote. You got a PFF graphic with a misquote, I should say. And that's what pretty much everyone in the NFL saw. Every NFL fan saw, Cowboys fan saw, and that's why people were fighting about on Twitter, the fact that Prescott had had the courage to say that he wouldn't have 10 picks in 2023. Now, why does the actual quote matter, though? Why does Dak Prescott saying that they won't have tipped interceptions this year matter? I believe that it's because it really speaks about the, vol about the philosophy and the main problem that the Cowboys need to fix on offense. They have an upgrade at a wide receiver in Brandon Cooks and also in a healthier Michael Gallup. Like, we are supposed to see a better version of Michael Gallup in 2023. Brandon Cooks is obviously an upgrade over who was essentially your number three wide receiver last season, who was Noah Brown. Noah Brown was essentially a starter for the Cowboys last year, and you guys know why that's not ideal. Nothing against Noah Brown. You just would like to have another starting wide receiver, which is why Brown had been in the Cowboys since 2017 and never once been a starter for the offense. So you know the talent is being upgraded at the wideout. Not a tight end, I will say that, although you have a solid rotation of young players with Jake Ferguson and Luke Screenmaker, 
I think you're, you're taking a step back because of Dalton Schultz's experience and the seasons that he had been able to put together with the Cowboys, even if he wasn't in that top tier of tight ends, even though the Cowboys were probably smart to let him walk in free agency. Even in spite of that, it would be very fair to make the argument that Schultz was the better tight end among what the Cowboys have right now, right? He would be a better option at tight end. So you're taking a step back there, step forward at a wide receiver, and you're changing the play caller. And beyond talent, one of the main storylines of this year will be how the offense will look like from a philosophy point of view in the passing game. And I'm not talking about, I mean, in part, yes, the play designs and everything, but one of the things that we are expecting from McCarthy as a play caller, as opposed to Kellen Moore before him, is for the Cowboys to ask their wide receivers to think less and to, as Dak Prescott said, know where to be and why to be and when they are getting looked at. Does this mean, does this mean less choice routes? Probably so, but it's not only about that. It's also about a better understanding of the offense overall, which in turn leads to you thinking a little bit less. And of course, it also leads to faster play. Choice routes, I think, are interesting because even though some people will just put all of the slow uh, choice routes together in one and think that there are going to be less than that, I do think that McCarthy likes choice routes. I think that he does like the middle field read, for example. I do not see that going away. And that would be the play in which a slot wide receiver, I mean, mostly a slot wide receiver working from the inside can run either a post if it's middle of the field open, which means two safeties split, splitting the splitting the deep zones with that open field in the middle, with that field in the middle open, the middle of the field open, then you run a post because you're running into that space. Or if it's a single high safety up there, posted in that area, then the receiver crosses his face and runs underneath him, basically a flat cut and basically what would be an in-breaking route. That's the middle of the field read, and that's one that was very controversial last season, especially after the loss to the Green Bay Packers that everyone was at first blaming on that, and then up and for the review, we were figuring out that probably C.D. Lamb had misread that. I don't think that route in particular, for example, is going away, but we might see fewer choice routes on that underneath area, right? Those kind of like almost like stick routes in which the receiver can just sit after five yards, run a hitch or run outside. I think we're going to see less than that. I mean, we're obviously going to see a stick. I don't think that he can play in the NFL without the stick concept. But yeah, less choice routes is one of the, objectives that many Cowboys fans are looking forward to seeing in the 2023 offense, faster play, less thinking. And I believe when you look at it from that point of view, what Dak Prescott was really trying to say, it is important because this is in one way praise for Mike McCarthy. We know that Prescott liked Kellen Moore, but the fact that he will go out and say that this is where McCarthy will make an impact with his teammates understanding the offense better. That seems to matter a lot to me. I don't think that this is just a random comment 
that we shouldn't pay attention to. But it certainly is not saying that he won't throw 10 interceptions next season. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. Rex says, Mo is looking crisp. Hey, Rex. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Let's see, though. John says, Brooks is real smooth then. Talking about Jalen Brooks, I guess. Oh, oh, but this is sarcastic because Toxic had said, slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. No way Schultz was worthy. Second tack money, says Rex. And I do agree with moving on from Schultz. Gregory says, how many yards do you think Dak will rush for this year? Oh, man. I would have to fire up uh, Pro Football Reference probably for a while to have you an accurate answer. I don't think it will change a lot, though, from previous years. I would like it to. I would like to see more of Dak Prescott as a runner. I'm not betting on it. I'm not betting on it. Speaking of betting, you guys know that I do like to talk football betting. But I have a question for you. So Dak Prescott was not talking about 10 picks. However, betting odds right now have him at 13 and a half interceptions for the 2023 season. My question from me to you, because to me, there is one very clear answer for this. But would you bet over or under 13 and a half interceptions during the 2023 NFL season? These are the betting odds. Dak Prescott has only gone over once in his career. That was in 2022 when he, I mean, you guys know what happened in 2022. We're talking about it. We've talked about it nonstop, essentially, since it happened. 15 picks, even though he threw only 394 passes for the year, less than 400, which is uh, crazy that he had so many picks. Let me know in the chat, over or under 13 and a half interceptions. That is a real number. It's not 10. That is a number that we should be looking at. I think that this is an easy bet. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. First, how's on the under, says Big. Mark Aaron says under. Under without a doubt, says Travis. John goes with under this season. Peter goes with under. Pretty much everyone in the chat right now taking the under, which if you know me and if you have tuned into betting the Cowboys frequently, I don't like it. I don't like it when we are all on the same page. I get worried. I get worried. Toxic Tom says, wow, that's a bad, bad payout for the bet. Only minus 110. I mean, I like it. That's the that's the standard that you will get. That's when you know that the odds are even. I think this is the even rate. I mean, even I mean, if we get technical, even is actually plus one hundred. But still, I don't mind the odds. I don't mind the odds. That's the straight up odds that you can get in the NFL minus one ten. I like it. I'm going with the under. I am going with the under. With big confidence. I think that this is an overblown number following Prescott's 15-pick season. And let me explain the math behind my bet. Because I will say there is a risk to that bet that I don't feel comfortable with. And as you guys know, I like to look at things from both, both point of, points of view. 
And I think that the case for the over is that with Mike McCarthy calling the shots and calling the plays, I would expect the Cowboys to throw the football a lot more, even if McCarthy has said that he wants to run the damn ball. You guys know that I'm not buying that. I think that's a lie from Mike McCarthy because everywhere that he's gone, well, I mean, in Green Bay, basically, but every year in Green Bay, still, still, still true, uh, he threw the football a lot. He passed it. With Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, yes, but I do think he does like Dak Prescott as his QB. And I do expect the Cowboys to throw the football a little bit more. However, if you look at the averages, let's go by interception rate here really quickly. Dak Prescott's career average is 2% of the passes ending in an interception. For Dak Prescott to reach 14, which would be how you would cash the over, Dak Prescott would need to throw 700 attempts to get to 14 picks. I think it's just too many. I think it's too high of a number. I'm not buying it. I don't think that Prescott is going to throw so many picks next year. Even though I still think that McCarthy is going to ask him to keep firing. Because that's what he said last year, midseason. He said, we don't want Dak slowing down. We don't, Dak, we don't want Dak changing his mentality. We don't want him playing conservative. That's what Mike McCarthy said last season. I don't expect that to change moving into 2023. So yes, I expect Prescott to keep taking some shots, keep being risky with the football, especially on third down scenarios. Hopefully we don't see as many third and long scenarios though. But even with that in mind, it just seems like a lot. Keep in mind too, that it's not like Prescott was making mistakes at the highest rate in the NFL. That was not going on in 2022, people. In fact, he was 13th in the NFL in turnover-worthy plays and 11th if you want to make it a percentage because that would be more fair. Now, is 11th great? No, but it's also not nearly as bad. It's near, it's, it's near average for NFL starting QBs. Dak Prescott, I'm going to say it again, was 11th in the NFL in turnover-worthy plays, which I put much more stock in than just interceptions. And according to next-gen stats, eight out of his 15 picks were turnover-worthy plays, just eight. So, yes, there was also some luck involved. There was some luck going on with Prescott's picks in 2022. And I don't expect that to follow next season. So I am hammering the under. That is going to be the first after the 2022 season. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, in the chat. Travis says he averages nine a year. That's a blown up number for sure. I agree. That is blown up by the storyline. He would just have thrown over just once in his career which would have been last year. Bruce also goes with the under. In essence, I say maybe 15 ints for 2023. I will go with a higher number than that. I will say it will be above 10. Hopefully not, obviously. But I do think the Cowboys are throwing the football a little bit more. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is Dak Prescott's career high in pass attempts by the time the season is over. 
Lance says, hopefully no more plays in the red zone. Empty backfield sets, says Lance Vell. Oh, you guys know that I love empty. I'm not going to ask for less empty ever. Doesn't matter the situation. I love empty, and I think that Prescott is great out of empty because he has such a quick mental processing. He's so solid in that area of his game that I'm all for empty backfields. Whatever the situation may be, give me it. I, I want to see empty all of the time. And that's something that I will miss from Kellen Moore in 2023. That is something that I will miss. Marcus says, Dak throws ain't going to be a lot of third and longs. If all goes well, that is the case. Because if all goes well, McCarthy is sticking to what he did back with the Packers. And the Cowboys are going to be throwing a lot in first down and second down. So I agree with Marcus. Hopefully, we are seeing many more third and shorts instead of the other way around. Chris Smith says, I totally agree. John says, dues will be loose. And John also says, Dallas should trade for Derrick Henry, who is also in a contract year with the Tennessee Titans. I'm not sure... I mean, I love Derrick Henry. Do not get me wrong. And it would obviously depend on the situation. And maybe it's one of those things that can happen in season. I wouldn't mind Derrick Henry, obviously. But it would have to be very inexpensive because of him being on a contract year and everything. Let's see here. Uh, Toxic Tom says, Mo, what is Dak's touchdown to interception ratio? I'm fine with more ints if you can throw more touchdowns. This is a good question. And I don't have his PFR, PFR spreadsheet pulled up, but I do have a similar answer for you. And this is one area that we can really criticize about Dak Prescott's season last year. And you know that I am for Dak. I think that he's a top 10 QB in the league. But if we want to get critical with his play last year, one of the things that I would point towards is the fact that, yes, he was 11th in turnover-worthy plays percentage-wise. He was 18th in big-time throws. So I don't have the touchdown-interception radio for you, but I do have the turnover-worthy plays and the big-time throw plays. He was 18th in that area. You want him to be higher. You 100% do. And maybe it's not his strongest suit, but he is a player that we have known as an accurate, deep passer. Regardless of what the talking heads will tell you in national TV when they will call him dink and dunk, Dak, and all of that, doesn't matter. Dak Prescott has historically been a very good, deep passer in the NFL. So that's one area that we I'm also going to be looking towards in 2023. You want him to be higher in that stat. And I agree with Toxic Tom. If, you can, if, if you're high in your turnover-worthy plays, but you're also high with the big-time throws, that's okay. That's, that's risk and reward. But that was a problem last year. Prescott was 18th. Now, some, some, uh, some objective, uh, more objectiveness here. Dak didn't help, have a lot of help at wide receiver. The only receiver that had over two catches in, in the deep passing game was CeeDee Lamb because the otherwise were not the other guys were not getting it done. And that's what you hope changes with the arrival of Brandon Cooks and the 
emergence of CeeDee Lamb as a number one wide receiver, because this will only be his second year as a number one guy. And he looked tremendous last year. I think that CeeDee Lamb really delivered with all of the hype that we had around him. And again, Gallup might be healthier. So you are betting on a very improved wide receiver unit going into 2023. Let's see here. Uh, Gregory, Mo, do you see the tight ends getting more or less targeted this year? I would say less just because the best talent that you've got is at wide receiver. And you are taking a step back at tight end. I do believe that. Hopefully, though, uh, Schoonmaker or Ferguson ends up establishing himself as a safe pass catcher. And if he can be a safe pass catcher, Dak Prescott won't need him to be the next Travis Kelsey, the next George Kittle, nothing like that. Because you will have CD, Brandon Cooks, and Gallup eating the majority of the snaps. So, yes, I think the snap share for tight ends is going to go down a little bit. I think it's going to be more spread out, though, between CD and Brandon Cooks and even Michael Gallup. Like, I think there's going to be more, a better distribution at wideout as opposed to last year when everything seemed to go to CD Lamb. And, he, and when it didn't, things fell apart like it did in the playoff loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Let's see here, though. Uh, Moving on a little bit here on the show, and one more thing, Marcus did say an actual scheme will help change that, talking about Prescott getting aggressive because he doesn't want to get an interception, I think. Oh, shorter passes, more touchdowns, said Marcus Rowe. Yeah, big part of the Cowboys' bet is going to be McCarthy's approach, McCarthy's offense. 30% is a number that I think has gotten very overblown. Because they've said that the offense is changing by 30%. I think that's a playbook. That's probably the language, the concepts themselves. But at the hands of Mike McCarthy, this offense is going to look drastically different. Anyways, let's move on a little bit here on the show. I wanted to talk about quarterback, the Netflix show. Now, I'm not going to break down the season or anything like that because I'm just two episodes in. But I am enjoying it. And Peyton Manning confirmed today that there's going to be a season two. So another group of three quarterbacks is going to be followed in 2023. And I want to ask you, who would you like to see in season two of the show? Because I put together an article about this for adcsports.com. And I have my prediction for the three quarterbacks that we could see in season two of quarterback for Netflix. The way that I look at it, though, we got to stay with the same topic that they were trying to have in season one, which was an elite guy like Patrick Mahomes, somebody that, you know, has the numbers but is lacking that moment in the playoffs, maybe that Super Bowl run to be considered one of the elite QBs in the league, like Kirk Cousins in the show, and then somebody that's fighting for his job like Marcus Mariota was last year. I have my predictions here. I have my predictions here. Some of you are already dropping them in the chat. Toxic says Ben DiNucci, Jimmy G, and Jamarcus Russell. Big says Dak, Joey B, and Trevor. Hey, Big, you sound something here in my opinion. Let me show you mine. Number one, 
Joe Burrow. You can read this article over at A to C Sports if you want to check it out. But to me, Varro is the elite guy. And he has the charisma to take over the show as well. He has the mic drop moments. He has all of that. Uh, Netflix got it right. And Peyton Manning got it right by getting Mahomes in there because that's the best QB in the league. Why not keep at the same strategy and put the number two guy of the league right there? Arguably the number two guy because I think it's either Burrow or Josh Allen. So that's my basically replacement for Patrick Mahomes on the show. Now, number two, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. Give me Dak in that show. He can be that guy that we talked about, right? The guy that is a top 10 QB by many metrics, by many numbers, that has proven himself. However, that he's lacking that NFC Championship game appearance or that Super Bowl that can be Dak Prescott in season two. And even though I believe, strongly believe that he's going to be extended, if he is not, writers can have some fun with the fact that he's going to have a $59 million cap hit in 2024 until they reach an extension or something like that. So they could add some drama in there. They can add some drama in there. So I think that Prescott could be great. And you know that the Cowboys are not going to mind a handful of extra cameras around them. It's the Dallas Cowboys. So give me Prescott as my prediction. And then this is my wild card. This is my wild card, ladies and gentlemen, Brock Purdy. No, he wouldn't be a replacement of the Marcus Mariota archetype. But that is precisely why I'm going with Purdy. Because I'm thinking, why should they stick with the same archetypes precisely? right? Year over year. Why not go with something that you haven't had on the show, which could be a very young QB, second year in the NFL. I don't think that he can work with a rookie. I don't think that he can work with a rookie. But go with the second year QB, who is in a very interesting situation in a very good team that is one of the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC, and also happens to have two guys stepping on his toes. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, and you get access also to Cal Shanahan, one of the most interesting people in the NFL. Brock Purdy. Give me Brock Purdy. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Let's see your, the rest of your predictions before we get to the one cool thing of the week, because it is Tuesday. Let's see here. Burrow, Prescott, and Gino. Says Philip, Travis said, Justin Herbert, Dak, and Baker Mayfield. I would like Herbert, and I would like Trevor Lawrence as well. I want Burrow, says Cam. Man, Burrow would be fun. Burrow would really be fun. Uh, please not Dallas in any media, says Toxic. We are, we are already a circus. Uh, Mahomes, Mahomes won the Super Bowl, man. I don't. I, Peyton Manning said that's that's not a distraction. Mahomes won the Super Bowl, and I just kept thinking to myself, maybe that's because he's Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, Geno Smith says toxic. Somebody said Mayfield. Well, I was chatting with the ADC sports writers, and somebody suggested Mayfield, and I thought that was a very good pick. Lamar Jackson says Gregory. Geno says uh, toxic. Geno would be interesting. Geno would be interesting. I don't know if he 
I don't know if he would really be that interesting, honestly. <laughs> I know that's weird. Uh, I have my doubts about it. Like, Gino has had such an odd career that I don't know if the more casual fans would be interested at all in following Gina Smith week over week. I think it would be more for the diehards. Because even Marcus Mariota, like, sure, he has not had a great career, but everyone knows who Marcus Mariota is. That's a Heisman Trophy winner. That's a former number one, number two, number two overall pick, right? Number one was James Winston that year, 2015. Man, I remember writing an essay about it in my first semester of high school. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, though, time for the one cool thing of the week. Let me know in the chat, what is your one cool thing of the week? For those of you who are new to the show, this is where we share whatever it is, something cool about your week. It can be something personal, professional, sports related, non-sports related, whatever you want it to be. Let me know in the chat. I'll start with mine really quickly. And I will say that my one cool thing is this week of NFL coverage. It's, it's tough to come up with content these days, but we've had such an such a busy week around here because we have the Dander Hopkins stuff hit on Sunday, broken by ADC Sports, though, by the way. We've had the running back stuff take over. And then we've had Dak Prescott being misquoted in the Dallas world. So that's my one cool thing of the week. We've, we've had some relevant NFL conversations one week removed from training camp, and it will really allow us to save the meaty stuff of training camp for next week. So I'm, I, I appreciate that, NFL world. Let's see here. Mark Aaron says, my great niece just turned one. Congratulations to you, sir. That's awesome. Katharina says, my one-week-old grandbaby doesn't have jaundice anymore. That's good to hear. That's good to hear, Katharina. That's definitely a one cool thing. Moved to Florida finally, says Jeff. Let's go. Florida sounds nice. Florida sounds pretty nice. Oh, Philip, that's not cool. I'm sorry about that. He says, my damn back went out again. Oh, that sucks. Let's see here. My one cool thing of the week, I got my brother Joe to start watching your show. Joe, welcome into primetime. That is a one cool thing indeed. Thank you, Gilbert, for the promotion as well. Toxic says, one cool thing, my Cavs won the NBA Summer League. Cue the parade. Hey, man, I would take it. I would take such a parade. And Bruce finally gets to have a vacation. There you go, Bruce. Awesome as well. One more. Chris says, I got another race at work. That's awesome to hear, ladies and gentlemen. That will be it for me tonight here on the show. But remember... I am live every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, here on the show. One more just because you came late. Marcus says, my son and fiance moved into their new apartment. That is awesome. Good for them. John says, made a new friend. He's a Navy veteran like me. New friends are always cool. Okay, now for real, we're getting out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. And I will see you el día de mañana. Like the show and subscribe, of course. Bye-bye.